Hello, I'm Shane Hartsfield, pastor of Beaver Baptist Church. Thank you for listening to our weekly podcast. If you have any questions about what it means to follow Christ or questions about our church, direct you to our website, beaverbaptist.com, for our contact information. Weekly, we study exegetically through books of the Bible. And now, join us as we dive into today's passage. 1 Samuel chapter 3. Turn your Bibles real quickly. 1 Samuel chapter 3. We're in the middle of a teaching through 1 and 2 Samuel. These accounts took place during a very dark time in Israel's history, the darkest, maybe. And the best commentary of the times is the last verse in Judges, verse, chapter 21, verse 25. In those days, there was no king in Israel. Everyone did what was right in his own eyes. Everyone did what was right in his own eyes is another way of saying what? Everybody did what they wanted to do, right? Yeah. And not every single person, but by and large, the majority of Israel was not submitted to the Lord. All but one family, this one small family, Elkanah and his wife Hannah, they love the Lord. Elkanah took his family to the temple, and Hannah went with them. She was provoked by Elkanah's fertile wife, second wife, who provoked her because she was barren. And Hannah took her cares to the Lord, said, Lord, if you give me a child... I'll give this child back to you. And that's what she did. She conceived and she gave Samuel, her son, back to the Lord. After he was weaned, she took him to Shiloh, to the temple, where he stayed. And she would see him once a year as she would go and take him a tunic, a new robe, new clothes for him as he was growing. And he stayed there in Shiloh ministering with Eli. Under his care, Eli was the high priest. But Samuel wasn't like Eli's boys, Hophni and Phinehas. These sons of Eli were wicked. They would take the fat portion from the sacrifice that was meant to be given to the Lord, and they would take them for themselves. Not only that, but they had inappropriate relationships with the servants, the female servants there in the temple. They were wicked. And because of that, God judged them. God sent a prophet to Eli, telling him that his sons would die on the same day. And that's indeed what happened. But in chapter 2, verse 35, a promise is given to Eli. I will raise up for myself a faithful priest who shall do according to what is in my heart and in my mind. And I will build him a sure house, and he shall go on in and out before my anointed forever. And this was fulfilled in Samuel, who Samuel became, he was the first prophet of Israel, but he was also serving as a priest as well. Ultimately, we know that's going to be fulfilled in our Lord Jesus, who will be the faithful high priest. But Samuel, unlike Hophni and Phinehas, listens to the Lord. He yields to him, and he proclaims his word to the people of Israel. Morgan read the text for us today, and we're going to come back next week and finish this chapter, but if you would, Daniel, put up the first point. This is the main point from chapter 3. If you're reading through this, we always want to know the main point, right? What's the most important part of this chapter? And, and it's Samuel is raised up to be a prophet so the word of the Lord can be heard. I mean, Morgan read the text for us. I hope you read along. When he comes and says, turn in your Bibles, I want to encourage you to turn in your Bibles because it's, it's something not just to hear the word, be able to see it. And you don't even have to bring your own Bibles. We have Bibles for you. And he, you don't even have to know the books of the Bible in order. He tells you the page number. It's pretty easy, right? So I would encourage you to read that text. But as Morgan read the story, I want to kind of reiterate that and, and make one point. Samuel is there ministering to the Lord. He's very attentive, isn't he? 
you read back through this chapter, is he thinks he hears Eli's voice. Eli's blind. He's 98 years old. And Samuel's there, attentive to his every need. And he thinks he hears Eli calling in the middle of the night. How do we know it's the middle of the night? Because the lampstand has ceased to go out. And what they would do by law is the boy, Samuel, would keep the lamp burning all night. And so it says that it hasn't gone out yet. And so we know that it's early morning hours. He thinks he hears Eli, but it's the Lord. And he goes to Eli and says, you called. He says, I didn't call. Go back to sleep. Just what you would expect him to say, right, in the middle of the night. Again, he hears the word of the Lord, and he goes to Eli, and Eli says, I didn't call you. Go back to sleep. Maybe a little more aggravated the second time. But a third time, he hears, again, Samuel being attentive to Eli's needs, and he goes to Eli, and Eli, even though he wasn't a great father, he wasn't stupid either. He tells Eli what to say. If, if that happens again, you cry to the Lord and tell the Lord that you're, you're his servant and you're, you're listening. And so that's what Samuel did. And in verse 10 through 14, I want to read that again. And the Lord came and stood, calling as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel spoke, speak, for your servant hears. Then the Lord said to Samuel, what did he say? Behold, I'm about to do a thing in Israel at which... The, ears, the two ears of everyone who hears it will tingle. In other words, this is a pretty important statement, pretty radical, surprising statement. On that day, I will fulfill against Eli all that I have spoken concerning his house from beginning to end. Now remember in chapter 2, he had already sent a prophet of God telling him that his sons were going to die. Verse 13, and I declare to him that I am about to punish this house forever for the iniquity that he knew because his sons were blaspheming God and he did not restrain them. Therefore, I swear to the house of Eli that the iniquity of Eli's house shall not be atoned for by sacrifice or offering forever. So think about Samuel. Samuel is, this is Samuel's calling. He becomes a prophet at this moment. The Lord speaks to him. It says that Samuel didn't yet know the Lord, which means he didn't know the Lord's voice. Now, he knew a lot about the Lord because his father and his mother were zealous for the Lord, but he had never heard his voice. But here, the Lord speaks to him, and he gives him this message. This is his calling. But what a message it was. It wasn't a, a message of joy, a message of salvation. It was a message of judgment. And, and, and what happened the next morning? What do you think Eli is going to say? And you have to remember the context that this story happened. The Lord had been silent. There was no prophets in the land. The Lord wasn't speaking to his people. Samuel's the first prophet, and there's others who are called a prophet, Abraham, Aaron, but Samuel is the first official prophet. So the Lord's not speaking. And part of that, we understand why, because Eli and his sons, right? I mean, the people who are supposed to be teaching the law, serving the Lord, being a good example for the people, they're wicked. And so Samuel hears this message God reveals himself to Samuel and gives him a message. And what kind of message is it? It's a message of judgment on this family that he loved dearly. I mean, think about it. He's a young boy, been growing up in the, in the temple year after year. And Eli's like a father figure to him, taking care of him. So the next morning, Eli gets up, and what's he going to ask Samuel? 
Yeah, what the Lord say? Because the Lord's not speaking. So he wants to know, what, what did the Lord say? And so what did Samuel do? He delivered the message. He began to fulfill his prophetic role. And what's the prophet do? Hears the word of the Lord, and then goes, delivers it to the intended audience. That's what a prophet does. He's a mouthpiece of the Lord. And so this, for the first time, the main point, Samuel's raised up to be a prophet so the word of the Lord can be heard. From this point on, Samuel's going to be speaking the word of the Lord to Israel. But this first message, oh, it's a tough one, isn't it? Can you imagine Eli asking him, all right, what did he say? And you, he could kind of see it in, in, in Samuel's face. Uh, I mean, the Lord just told him that his, his family was doomed. And so what did Samuel have to do? He had to deliver that message. Wow. Yeah, being a prophet, if you, you, you know the history of Israel, that's not a very glamorous thing. And, and, and you, would, you would think so to, to some degree, because look at, look at the end of chapter 3. Verse 19, and Samuel grew, and the Lord was with him, and let none of his words fall to the ground. In other words, what he said happened, because the Lord's telling him, right? And all Israel from Dan to Beersheba knew that Samuel was established as a prophet of the Lord. And the Lord appeared again at Shiloh, for the Lord revealed himself to Samuel at Shiloh by the word of the Lord. And in chapter 4, verse 1, and the word of Samuel came to all Israel. Seems like kind of a glamorous thing. It's kind of cool. You're kind of the prophet of the Lord. And Samuel's the first one, but you know what? Difficult thing to do, wasn't it? Eli, what did, what did the Lord say? He delivers that message. You know what's really, you know what's true? This is just a sub point. We'll come back to this text next week. Obeying the Lord, doing what the Lord wants you to do, a lot of times that's difficult. That's hard. Rebuking a brother that's in sin, that you love, telling somebody they're wrong, is that easy? That's hard. Disciplining your kids, when you just want to let that thing go, ugh, I don't have to deal with that, right? But doing that, disciplining your children, sometimes that's hard to do, isn't it? Sharing the gospel with your coworker, you know, don't really want to hear it. That's not always easy. It's tough. Thank you for tuning in today. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast if this message has been helpful to you. Again, if you have any questions, go to our website for our contact information, and we'll see you next time.